Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Hey Cyclone fans, ever wondered how we could use our Cyclone spirit for the greater good? If we each give a little, together we can multiply the power of our gifts to help Iowa State University students when unexpected needs arise. Your gift can make the difference in helping a student finish out the semester or keep an internship experience within reach. To make a gift and to move what matters for Iowa State students, go to isufoundation.com. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy, and I for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Live. 
We supply the sports. The beer is up to you. 1460 AM, 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another Cyclone Fanatic radio show here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Thanks again for joining us uh, with another episode of the program. Love to do this every week. As always, presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Later on in the show, of course, we're going to get our picks from Chris Williams, Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive, and Brent Bloom. We'll have the full picks for all of the games across the college football landscape this weekend. Uh, And then to end the show... Something a little bit different. Uh, had some trouble being able to get a, another K State guy on the on the program tonight, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna replay an interview that Chris and Ross did uh, with Tim Fitzgerald, who's a, a Kansas State beat writer uh, for GoPowerCat.com. Uh, he will. We're gonna play that at the end of this hour, uh, just to close things out, get some more information about Kansas State's perspective on Saturday's game down in Manhattan. Uh, first, though, I'm gonna to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the things that I took away from Men's Basketball Media Day uh, yesterday morning on Wednesday, uh, and then you know make some picks uh, for the Big 12 games this weekend uh, if there's any time before I've got to hand it off to Chris, Tim, and Brent. Uh, So, Men's Basketball Media Day. Man, uh, you know, I I don't think I know exactly where – I don't know exactly what to think of this team. Uh, You know, just because we haven't gotten a chance to see them much. I've talked about this before. We haven't gotten a chance to see these guys. Obviously, I've not seen any of them play together or anything like that. And it just is harder to get a read because usually we've got that Cap City League. You know, we've got whatever else where you get an opportunity to see some of these guys play, see maybe how – you know how they're trying to change their games during the off season. Uh, didn't get any of those things. You know, obviously we've gotten a lot of good intel. Uh, our Cyclone Fanatic Patreon mem- or patron members, the folks who are on our premium message board. You know, they've been able to see these things and, and get some updates from Chris of what the early returns have been uh, from you know fall practices. But you know, it just has been tough to to get too good of a read on this stuff. But you know, the first thing I want to bring up is just. And it's something that that TJ wrote or talked about, and then I wrote about on the front page of CycloneFanatic.com yesterday, is the idea of program pride. And you know, program pride isn't necessarily something that uh, you know just exists on the basketball floor. It all translates over to the basketball floor, but uh, you know, it it can be something. that's as, as simple as sitting in the front row at class, being engaged in your classes, you know, being opening the door for somebody, holding the door for somebody, just like being good people, I guess. Uh, and it's not that there haven't been good people, you know, in the program at Iowa State in the past several years, but it's just um, having the pride in doing the right things and being the kind of Cyclones that you want people to be, you know, and, and caring about Iowa State and caring about other Cyclones and caring about other people. There's just elements of that, I think, that have been missing where people have had you know maybe their own agendas personal agendas that have gotten in the way of being able to fulfill some of the goals that Iowa State men's basketball has had for itself in recent years I think the 2018-19 team is probably the perfect example of that I'm not going to go deep into it but I think you guys can understand probably where I'm coming from uh 
I think that program pride is one of those things. It's a want to. It's a desire to do the right thing for Iowa State and to give your best at, at, at every moment for the Iowa State men's basketball program. You know, TJ has put a big focus on getting guys who fit that mold. People like Gabe Kalsher. Uh, you know, a person like Robert Jones, who I'll talk about a little bit more here in just a second. Uh, someone who I know has a ton of program pride is George Condit. You know, it, I think I haven't talked a ton about these things, but when, you know, after games last year, you know, we weren't able to go down and do interviews with the players or anything like that like we normally would. So we were sitting in the gym uh, throughout the, you know, while we'd write our stories or whatever we're doing. And, you know, George would come back out to the floor and you could just tell the toll that the season was taking on him it was taking a toll on everybody and and inside you know college athletics just the isolation of COVID and um and all of those things but the losing you could tell was really really difficult on him because I know that he feels a lot of responsibility to be kind of the I don't know that the bridge is the right word but the you know the one who kind of carries the torch of what Iowa State basketball is he he knows what it looks like when Iowa State basketball is right when Iowa State basketball is operating at a high level, again, like there were some different things about that 2018-19 team that you know kept them from reaching the peak of what they could have been. But still, like you're winning a lot of basketball games, there's a lot of excitement about that team. Uh, so you still were able to witness some of the success. But you know, I know George has a lot of pride in what Iowa State is. Iowa State basketball, he takes a lot of pride in being a cyclone, and I can appreciate the fact that TJ has put so much of an emphasis on being able to restore some of that stuff uh, to Iowa State. Um, the one question mark that I have about this team when we, you know, when you look at the floor or you get onto the court and you look at what the you know pieces are, I just, I don't know. I think scoring is going to be a, a slog at times. It, it just is one of those things where you don't have someone who has is a proven creator off of the dribble. You know, maybe Tyrese Hunter will come in and be, uh, you know, live up to all the expectations and potentially exceed them and kind of be a go-to guy for you at the point guard spot. Maybe Gabe Kalsher can make a jump uh, and be more of a, a pure scorer than what he has been. But right now, there just isn't that guy for this program. I want to know who it is that's going to step up and fill that role because when times get tough you've got to have someone that you can throw the ball to and just get a bucket even you know it as many things as there were that were going on last year you knew that a lot of times Razier Bolton had the ability to give you a bucket that's why Isaac Gonzaga now uh, that's why that he's going to go play for one of the best teams in the country uh, after leaving Iowa State on you know not exactly the best terms. But uh, I want to know who it is that's going to be that guy to emerge in that way. I expect Iowa State to play a style of complimentary basketball where they're not necessarily running up and down and chucking the ball up because, again, they know that they're not going to be able to keep up with teams in high-scoring games. Uh, they're going to be um, you know trying to get after people on the defensive end and then slow them down on offense and try and you know, be physical and bruising a little bit, and that goes into Robert Jones. The early returns on him have been, I mean, glowingly positive. Uh, it sounds like he's exceeded expectations for maybe what Iowa State expected him to be when he arrived with the program or committed to the program, the transfer from Denver. Uh, I, I would not be surprised at all to see him you know, get major minutes as the starter at the, the five spot, and that's because he brings a, a toughness, a physicality that maybe has been missing from this program in recent years, especially from guys who are seven feet tall uh, or, or close to it. They 
haven't had that a whole lot. You know, George Condit, nobody's going to accuse George Condit of being a bruiser down low. Uh, George brings some really great pieces to the fold, and I think George is, you know, set up to have a, a great senior year for Iowa State. But uh, I think that Robert Jones brings some things that are going to really fit in the mentality that TJ wants this team to have. So uh, those are just some of my thoughts from Men's Basketball Media Day. Uh, you know, I thought that it was a, a good event. And I thought that, you know, it was nice to get around the guys. It had been a long time since I'd been able to spend any time with the guys and talk to them face-to-face and, and not over Zoom. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's take a look at some of these games, these football games in the Big 12 this weekend. Um, you know, we've had a lot of coverage of Iowa State and Kansas State Rob Gray and I heading down to Manhattan Saturday morning. Looking forward to that. Uh, the big game of the day in the Big 12. Number 12, Oklahoma State going on the road to number 25, Texas. Texas coming off of the you know really difficult loss to Oklahoma last week. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Oklahoma State's defense has been fantastic so far this season, starting 5-0 and and 2-0 and in the Big 12. One of only two undefeated teams left in the league. Um, uh, Texas a five-point favorite in this game. I think that Oklahoma State might win this one. Uh, this is a game that feels to me like an eye-opening opportunity for Mike Gundy to prove that his program belongs in that conversation as a potential Big 12 championship contender. Uh, obviously, they've got a got a big road trip next week where they've got to come to Ames, Iowa and, and play the Cyclones. Uh, and that one is <laughs> concerning, I'm sure, to most Cyclone fans. But uh, I would not be surprised to see it set up to be you know, a, a really tough battle between uh, an undefeated Oklahoma State team and then Iowa State coming in with one loss in the Big 12, another one that could separate you know, some, some people in, the, in that group. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State to, to win that game. Uh, number 19, BYU going on the road to Baylor. A future Big 12 matchup, not a Big 12 matchup yet. I think Baylor probably wins this one. BYU with a tough loss last week. Uh, but the man, the Baylors are, Baylor has been playing really well. Uh, they've got the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach from uh, BYU last year now on their staff. Uh, I think that this is a game that uh, Dave Aranda's team probably comes away with a win. Texas Tech, 16.5 point favorites on the road at Kansas. Uh, 16.5 probably isn't enough, even with the way that Texas Tech has been playing as of late. Uh, I can't imagine that the Jayhawks are going to stay within three scores in that one. And then Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma, uh, hosting TCU. Uh, Sooners are 13 and a half point favorites. Caleb Williams expected to be the starter in that game for the Sooners. Uh, I think that that one is that this uh, that's one that the Sooners will probably run away with, and um, it'll be interesting to just see how the offense can carry o- over some momentum after their comeback win over Texas last week in Dallas. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to toss it off to Chris Williams. He's going to control the rest of the show here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Hour, uh, and then they're going to make some picks with Tim Mullen and Brent Bloom here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarland Sports sportsmedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. 
Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. My life gets crazy with my twins and a husband who works 80 hours a day, I mean a week, and I decided to start my own business on top of it, which is insanely crazy. But thanks to the Iowa Clinic, it was easy to see my doctor. And when I get there, she listens to me. So I feel like I have a partner. And before I know it, I can get back to my crazy busy, insanely busy life where I have a busy business, busy husband, busy twins. Oh no, where's the other one? Oh, I'm holding her. Anyway, with same-day appointments and online scheduling, the Iowa Clinic is care how you want it. Visit iowaclinic.com. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And... And don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eau Claire, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well... Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. Welcome back, everybody. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. As always, we are presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. I'm Chris Williams, joined by Brent Bloom, Tim Mullen, along the way as well. Gentlemen, it is another Thursday night, now the 14th of October, in this college football season. How goes it, everybody? Good. For some reason, I pictured you being like Ron Burgundy there going, I am Chris Williams. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. but I put on my broadcast yes. voice. I am Tim Mullen. You know what's funny is... I. I I don't know, Bloom, you know this. Do I talk differently? On the, I, I don't think I really do. I'll, you you sell it more when oh, you're okay. on. All right. Yeah. All right. I, not, I mean, I don't know. It's not a totally different voice that I know of some people who do that. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, you don't, yeah people, people don't talk like that normally. <laughs> no. Some do on the radio, though. I know, but not in real that's, life. I like, think that's more of an old school broadcaster thing, though. I don't think guys in this generation do it. Not nearly. as much, yeah. but nearly as much. Anyway. You don't, yeah. you don't have a shtick. Just uh, just being the idiot that I am. Yeah, just small town Corinda boy. That's my stick, baby. Dirt What's... tracks and bush light. What's yeah, up? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. 
Miss Mrs. B's uh, furniture. That's my shtick, baby. That's what I love. Going up to Miss uh, B. She loves. Uh, she loves what you've done for her too. Unfortunately, she's she in heaven now. Yes. She's watching from above. The Blumkin family's still there. Mrs. Mrs. B was like a legend. Yeah, she was back uh, in the day. She'd go on those little commercials. And what are, what are we talking about? I don't. Know this lady. About. I. Mrs. B. Nebraska Furniture Mart. So was she? Did she start Nebraska Furniture Mart? Nineteen thirty-seven. That's what I thought. Had five hundred dollars in her pocket. Uh, her husband had a pawn shop on Farnham Street, and after about a year, her business was destroying his, and he went, okay, you can have the whole building. And she moved her furniture shop upstairs, 1937. From there on out, it was all Mrs. B. Because back in the day, see, we'd drive up there, and Nebraska Furniture Mart in Omaha is like this big, giant Huge like, campus. Yeah, yeah. complex. Yep. And then there's a little building next to it called Mrs. B where you get all the discount stuff. And we'd yep. go in there, and she'd still be buzzing around on her scooter. Yep. I, uh, I, I think I may have even hugged her at one point. Two funny stories. One is we still, uh, 103 years old, uh, she lived and yes. passed away. Uh, I, I really would have loved to admit her, but I felt like I know her so well from working with her. I'm more of a company man than you are yeah. these days. <laughs> I own 15 shares of Berkshire Hall- Hathaway. Yes, I do work for you, you say. Class B, B yeah. I don't own the Class A. I can't afford that. Uh, but not <laughs> only those a carts, uh, we still have those carts packed wow. away in the warehouse. Really? But the best part was... Mrs. B's, the one she buzzed around on? she buzzed around on. But the story wow. about Mrs. B's, I don't know if you knew this or not, but when she handed the company over to Louie, uh, which was her son, and helped build the company after the war, and then Ron and Irv took over... She really wasn't super happy with everything they were doing, so she actually opened Mrs. B's across the street to go in competition with the family. Oh my god! Because they, she was upset that they were, you know, besmirching her great name that she had built. And after like a year or two of Mrs. What B an kicking their butt all over the place again, they went, "We're sorry, Grandma. We'll do better." <laughs> and they formed them back together. And she went, "Don't make me do this again." That's great. That's I why it was that. literally across the street, and it was a totally separate company. But yeah, it's, that's uh, fantastic. The Bumpkin family's been just. Such an amazing family to work when for. When did so long. the so cool. Central Iowa location open? Uh, 1999 was when we opened. Uh, and then uh, I started working for them in 2003. They built the store on 94th and Clive in 2000. Right. And I started three years wow. later. So and you've now, been there uh, almost the whole ride. So now we've grown, we've grown to Kansas City and Dallas. That is correct. Awesome. Yep. So if you're ever, and those are just. Uh, those are huge. You can see them from the interstate. Yeah. Kansas City is a 1.3 million square foot facility all under one roof and a huge uh, shopping center complex called the Legends. That's where Casey Sporting Stadium's down yeah, there. There's yep, a minor yeah. league baseball, the NASCAR track. And then down in Dallas, uh, it's actually the colony uh, north of there. And uh, there's about a 480 acre location there. It's called Grandscape. And that's actually our development. Uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart is actually in the real estate business nice. down there and developed that. And that building is 1.9 million square foot. So well, there you go. We got our Nebraska Furniture Mart history lesson. We did. I, it's actually funny. I, I teach That's the really class on history to all the new people. But the reason it's so important to us is because we really do still go by the principles that Mrs. B started of selling cheap, telling the truth, do the right thing by your customer. Well, Just take care of people and, and they'll take care of you. And, and that's what Mrs. B started. And uh, it's the brand loyalty over generations because yeah. like my wife is from Western Iowa too. Yep. And like both of our families. Yeah. Like when we bought this house, there was no, it was, we didn't, cause we yeah. didn't know about homemakers right. being you guys. Sister too. Company, it's like, yeah. No, we're driving to Omaha. Yep. That's, that's what we knew how to do. Yeah. Cause that's what we, you know, it's, it's been nice. You know, the, the merchants have such a great company over there with homemakers. They've been such a great business partner to us all these years. And it's good to get that word out. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is that we're kind of in this together, but yeah, you can still always drive over to Omaha and we yeah. still deliver uh, statewide from Omaha for furniture. If you need it or come to our store and get all your uh, home appliance, electronics and flooring and countertops and, 
get your window treatments and all that stuff. My mom just got a just going to redo her for her entire first floor with Nebraska Furniture Mart. Had uh, great help from one of the sales guys. Got it measured yesterday. Nice first class experience. She said, couldn't Thank be you. happier. Thank I, you. Ray. I have uh, got new flooring upstairs and or all downstairs, and they're redoing. The bar area is going to be badass. Yeah. So look, we're so at us. Two, two different people that took advantage of the special. Yeah. I know. Yeah. She, she loved the special. Yeah. The pre Holloway. Yeah. Yep. And we yeah. still got that going on with Karistan for a little bit longer. And uh, it's actually, uh, I, I misspoke a bit last week about the real big one, you know, the Omaha Steak deal. Yeah, yeah, that's actually from the fifteenth through the seventeenth. I got I got back to the store and my, oh, that's coming up. My merchandising guy said that's not happening right now, and I was like, oh, well, I well. whoops. So yeah, fifteenth through the seventeenth, come in and uh, take advantage of getting some free Omaha steaks, seventy five dollars worth. So okie dokie. Let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it, boys. Uh, kind of a dud week, really. I, I think nationally, it, I, it's still interesting enough for me. Um, I think. Last week was insane, though. Yeah, yeah last, last week two was, weeks of that. I mean, I, I feel like we have a little bit of a breather yeah, nationally. Yeah, but, man, I mean, with Iowa we're taking, State. We're taking a step back. Iowa State, Kansas State's as big of a game on the schedule for Iowa State right now. So I'm, I'm totally locked into that. I think Iowa-Purdue will be really interesting with Iowa coming off of that here locally. Even Nebraska-Minnesota, I think, is interesting. I, I, and, and then Texas-Oklahoma State, to me. Yeah. Like, that... Other than the Iowa State game, there's not a game in the country I'm more interested in yep. than that one. So we're yeah, I mean, a, a, an average week of college football is still awesome. It is, and uh, I almost put uh, Nebby and Minnesota on here, but I didn't because I just don't like either one of them. That's so, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, pretty much. What so. do you think of your guy Jim Harbaugh right now? <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. I, mean, I think uh, he's really really lucky. Okay, and, right. and just I so we're clear. I just. I just I needed you on for the, the record, record. For the record, I picked Nebraska to win that game. If yeah. you recall last I, week, so. I needed you on the record. Well, we covered. So yeah. yeah, I know, but we covered. Wow. All right, gentlemen. This week we do have you know there's still enough games to pick out when we do five to have some fun with it. We're going to start off in the SEC uh, with uh, the number one Georgia Bulldogs sitting at twenty three and a half point favorites over the also undefeated number eleven Crazy. Kentucky Wildcats. That's a football team, guys. Kentucky also has a football team. Don't know if you knew it. Oh. And they're good. What's the number? 23 and a half at yeah. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia will cover that. Yeah? yeah? You're with that? Yeah, I like Georgia. Okay. Uh, they're, I mean, what's the You mo- can't score on them right now. That's the problem. Like, is Kentucky going to score 10 points? I mean, would you... What? Kentucky beat South Carolina, the Cox, with Zeb Nolan 16 to 10. That's their only yeah. other road game. This is their second road game. No, no chance. No chance. Uh, Georgia, Georgia, thirty-one to seven. Okay. No, that would put me right on the number. You you would be covering the thirty-one to seven. Thirty. Okay, thirty-five to seven. 35 to give us a little seven. bit of breathing room here. I like Kentucky's run defense. I do. Right. I do. That helps. Low possession game with, with the Wildcats. I don't. I don't love this play. I'll take Kentucky because I don't think Georgia's entire focus is on the Wildcats. Game day is going to be there. Yeah, but they're they're not the announced game. They've yeah. got bigger things on their yeah. mind. I mean, no, they're going to win the game. Actually, I just think, I think they win by twenty. I read that Felica said that it's like the second time in history of game day where they've been on the same campus two times in three weeks. So yeah. they they obviously don't want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> but there's really no other option. No, I agree with that. Uh, you know, the Georgia thing to me when they played, uh, it was an Ole Miss they destroyed, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dobbert. And uh, Alabama destroyed out that same weekend, right? Yep. Yeah. 
I watched that game with Georgia, and they are scary good. Yeah. You know, I've heard you say that the whole season so far. Uh, that's your th- national that's, title pick. I picked them to win the title in June. They had, what is it? What's uh, Bennett the seventh or whatever? Yeah, Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I mean, and he could have. They've got two starting quarterbacks. He could have just handed it off all day. But to my point is what you said. Uh, I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to score. And I think that Georgia yeah. will accidentally score 30. Uh, so I will ride with Georgia well, here I'll as take well. take Kentucky and just hope I get a back door. Is Mark Stoops the next head coach at LSU? Ooh. Intriguing. thinking about that one. Intriguing. Because you know he's getting fired. I don't know. Yeah, he's not going to be tossing there. Tossing that one around. Tom Herman's available. He'd actually probably do okay there. but I'd, Well, they tried to get him the last time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next game, gentlemen. I, I like this one. Just uh, It's number 19, BYU. Yes. It's a big, Baylor. I it's honestly... Big 12, big 12 football, baby. The the games are all, you know, the the top 25 you mentioned, that Georgia game. But this game was super intriguing to yep. me is why I, I like it. it. Uh, you know, going to Baylor, they're favored by six at home against BYU. And, uh, you know, I'll go first here. I, I just... I think BYU is kind of like playing Army and kind of like playing Navy and always those teams where they're just a little bit different than anybody is used to. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way or not, but I, you know, I think they travel well. They don't get intimidated very easily. Um, That's true. I, I like them to be within six here. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they're going to play their hearts out in front of a national audience, and I think they're going to keep it within a field goal or so. So I'll take BYU. It is, it's not an intimidating. So wait place a second. Who's favored here? Baylor by six. Baylor's favored by six. I thought BYU was favored. No. Baylor's at unranked home. and favored. Baylor's at home. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm playing BYU. Yeah. That, honest, honest to God, guys, I read this in my research earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. I thought BYU was favored by six, and I was considering taking them. I'm going to double check that for you while you're talking. No, it's, no, your no Baylor's definitely no, I'm, I'm not okay. doubting you. I'm, okay. I'm probably no. wrong, but that's how confident I am. I like BYU. Bounce back. They opened their eyes. They got their quarterback back last week. He was a little bit rusty. We played them on locks of the week. That was our only loss last Friday. Heard that. Well, well I, uh, of course, the, the factor here is the current Baylor offensive coordinator used yes. to be the offensive coordinator at BYU. At BYU. Last year. Yeah. A little sneaky insight for Baylor there. He knows the personnel, although they may know his style. I don't know what that means. I like Baylor. I think Baylor is really, really good. I've seen him in person. I think they've got speed. I think BYU is solid. Uh, but got exposed a little bit, I think, on the skill position side against Boise. I think Baylor's guys are good. I, I think this is like a seven-point game, but that's more than six. Baylor might be the most surprising team in the country to me. If you think about honestly. it. Yeah. And, and I, I thought they were going to suck. If, if we're going on the theory, which I think is becoming more clear, that last year you really throw a lot of it out. Yeah, no doubt. Look what Baylor did two years ago. Yep. They went 8-1 in the Big 12. They were a top 15 team, top 10 for most of the year. Last year, new coach... Gets there in the middle of a pandemic. I agree. Throw it out. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's the same guys for the most part. Right. You know, it's almost a continuation of 19 instead of 20. Only you don't have Charlie Brewer, which we thought would be the biggest loss. But Bohan has been better than Brewer yeah, even was. Yeah, so. so I, I think they're good. I think they're really good. In fact, they're not, they're not yet in that upper tier with Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State. I got BYU. Yeah, but I'll take Baylor. Okay. There's a long way to say I'll take Baylor. I honestly was about to get done and go, so who are you taking? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So thank you for clarifying. I got BYU. It's a tangent. Gotcha, got BYU. Okay, uh, Big 12 game of the week, gentlemen. Uh, number 12, Oklahoma State. Uh, the Fighting That's Mullets tough. headed to Austin to play number 21, Texas, which is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 
uh, at home. Can I go first here? I would yeah. love for you to. Actually, I don't think this is tough. I said if this is tough, it's not tough. I think Texas wins this by two touchdowns. Oof. I thought about you last week when I was watching the Texas-Oklahoma game, and Sark I almost texted you and went, told you. I told <laughs> you. what happened. Because I was like, you're like, whoa, I think Oklahoma's going to win by two touchdowns. I'm like, no way. And they got it by three touchdowns. I'm like, I'm owning Bloom what right it, now. Honestly, though, like, think about it for, just from a purely gambling standpoint. I tweeted that when it happened. One of the all-time great covers by Oklahoma. Because oh they were gosh. playing for a field goal. And yeah. Then, and then he, Kennedy. He barely uh, yeah. scores. Just rips it out and then don't gamble, friends. No, so okay. So you're you're. That. I like Texas here. Uh, I, I'm going to go contrarian to you. I I'd like Oklahoma State, not necessarily to win, but I will take points with them. I do think that um, I think Texas has an opportunity to be a little bit flat here coming off of that one. Feel like they could be asleep at the wheel in the first half. Listen, this Gundy team. We've talked about it on Sunday nights, Brent. I think they're a lot like Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I think that I think Mike Gundy, he's like the anti Les Miles in the sense that he has really evolved as a coach. He can play ball control now. They're a defensive oriented team. I think Spencer Sanders they'll they'll keep the ball on the ground as much as they can. I think lower they'll they'll try they'll try and lower the possessions. I my gut tells me Texas wins, but I will take points. Yep. If I can get if I can get points with Iowa State, Oklahoma State this year, you're taking them. I'm gonna generally Just take the them defense. every time. Yeah, because really good defense. So you said Texas though, Oklahoma no. State. Okay, Oklahoma I want State. the points. Sorry. Okay, and I guess my question is, and I'm gonna go Oklahoma State too here because I guess what I can't figure out. My question to you guys is, how is a four and two team favored? I know it's the Texas, but I mean. Oklahoma State's undefeated. Have they been underwhelming in your opinion? Are they, they barely winning? They have they? been. Offense is way below average. Think yeah. about, um, I mean, they're a lot like Oklahoma, really, where they're undefeated, but they've been very underwhelming in the in the wins. But I just, I, I think a lot of it, this is just my opinion. I don't even have facts, stats to back it up. I think people are so used to seeing Oklahoma State put up 40, 50 points. They don't do that anymore. It's like Baylor, and it weirds people out. So then they think they're underwhelming. I think Oklahoma State plays more like Iowa this year than they do like the old Texas Tech team. So I are they underwhelming or are they just playing fewer possessions and grinding so, games uh, out? So I I don't think they've been underwhelming, but I think I would be in the minority. I think other people would say. Yeah, I love taking the points here, too. Plus, I do think uh, you made a point, too, C-Dub. There is a potential letdown after that heartbreak. Uh, How dejecting could that possibly be? And if that's Or 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 is their hair on fire? Correct. I look yeah. forward it to could be the other way too. A Texas runaway. Yeah, um, I love three games so far. Against us. It is C-Dub versus me and you versus Bloom. Well, so he's either three up on I, us or I'm three further glad down. Glad to be on the side I'm on. Yeah. Uh, f- fourth game here, gentlemen, is the Boilermakers of Purdue heading to Kinnick Stadium to face the number two Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa favored by 11 and a half. Um, I'll, I'll hit this one here first. I, I'm... I'm going to take uh, Iowa, and I, I'm more than happy to have them cover here. I don't think Purdue is a good team. I know their defense is pretty decent. But to me, uh, I just think this is one of those games where I'm at the point now. You know, I remember a few weeks ago, Bloom, when the, when the season started off really well for Iowa State, and you were kind of like, you know, they got to start thinking like they're, they are this team. And to uh-huh. me, after coming off that win, and I know there's a lot of talk about the game with uh, their quarterback going out and things, what have you, but – you know, the Hawkeyes clearly corrected stuff in the second half. Pitchers started off like one of eight, finished like 16 of 22. 
had no pick. I guess it's one of those things where I just I just think there's more to that team right now than uh, than Purdue. And if you put it, you know, 15 or more, I probably would take the points. Yeah. But even right now at 11 and a half, yeah, I think I'd be. It'd be close, yeah. Given that field goal and two, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think I will win. Like I, yeah. I, I'm not Purdue. I, I was doing the research for the radio show. Purdue hasn't beaten a top ten team on the road in 48 years. Like they're not. Sheesh. This isn't like this You're is talking like about Bob Greasy. There. This is like Iowa State, like Oklahoma <laughs> lore. Uh, so like Purdue's not going to win this game. I I think Iowa could be a bit hungover just off of the emotional win. Yeah. And, and my whole thing when I look at this, here's the play I like. I like the under, which is under 40. And if that hits, then I want points because it's low possessions. You're, you're right, Tim, about I think I was going to have a hard time running on Purdue. Yeah. And is Spencer I, – I still am not a believer that Spencer Peters is going to go out and throw for 300 yards ever. Most, I, of, the time it's by, most of the time it's by design. Correct. Um, Over I, under at 43, by the way. Whew, that's well, pound that. Now that line. That's been bet down. So – that's down to like forty now. Oh, so that was the current line that I was looking at. Oh, really? Well, yeah. pound the hell out of it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you can get it at forty-three pound, but yeah. like my whole—that's the only thing I'm going off of. Yeah, yeah. I think Iowa wins this game by ten. Well, I think you bring up a great point. As much as we're talking about Texas having hangover, you can have hangover over a big win or a big loss. Yeah, I mean, you really can. Absolutely, an emotional event like that that was no I doubt. Mean, you know that that really drained the team. So yeah, uh, C has Purdue taking the points. I have Iowa. Uh, covering here, what do you got isn't, here, Boom? Isn't Purdue kind of like what you and I is to Iowa State with Iowa? Yes, like they just give them not problems. as much as Northwestern, but yes, three and one. Uh, Brahms three and one against, and they've got an elite, an elite receiver, unbelievably elite, like super good first yeah. round quality one, receiver. One key here, and this isn't. I don't know. Is, it. is what's is what's Moss's status? They get their tight end. He's back. out. Moss is out. I, Purdue gets their tight end Roberts. back, and. They've had a bye week. Like, there's some factors here. Yeah. I, I'll take the points. I'll take the points. All right. Iowa wins by 10. And I'm going to say it. Iowa lives in a tree, and they cannot keep doing the turnover thing. <laughs> They've I'm, done it once. since, like, 2017. I know. I know, but once out of 48 weeks, I will be correct. <laughs> did, did you see Herb's, Herb Street's quote? No. Yeah. It, just on a high level without recanting the entire thing. He was, it, was, it was really complimentary, but it was basically like, it's ugly. Everyone thinks, you know, they're not as good as they are until you get into a fight with them and you realize just exactly who you're up against and they are that good. But they don't do it pretty. They don't do it no, well. I, and I know they don't do it pretty. I'm just saying, like, statistically, it cannot continue. Blooms and numbers, guys. It, it, it is this. impossible. I remember my roulette story. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm I'm you're going to tell it every week. I, I, get I, it. I got in, like, a verbal fight with Matt Campbell about this one time because coaches just – coaches refuse to believe that anything is, like, luck, Right. It's well, yeah. all about preparation, and it's all about weird. Now, Camp, it wasn't like confrontational, but it was back no, in his sure. office one, and I'm like, no, like look at it. If a team has a ton of turnovers one year, chances are it's going to flip the next. This is how the numbers work. Correct. He's like, nope, that team must have prepared better and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, so I tend to lead with Bloom, but this, I think the, the I problem think the with that theory is, is that all all turnovers look the same on paper. They do not look the same on film. Exactly. You can go back and watch film and see something barely tipped, barely changing, and you're like, well, that's not his you fault. You know my but theory it's still on Iowa? It's the damn punter. They oh, pinned, amazing. I would love to know how many We own field position that day. I, I want to know how many of these turnovers are coming 
inside yeah. the like 15 because you call plays differently. Yeah. You pucker up a little bit. Yeah. And I, that's where they're getting all these turnovers. Like I saw it against Brock Purdy. Like he looked a completely different quarterback backed up against the end zone. Well, I saw the uh, Penn State Barstool account the next morning. He said, I just woke up and think we fall started again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So all right. Let's go to the, the game of the week, gentlemen. Any more, Bloom? No, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I'm on Purdue. You ready to go? All right, I got you covering. <laughs> Boiler there. up. Boiler up. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, Iowa State back at it after a week off, uh, heading down to uh, Manhattan to play Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Iowa State, a six and a half road favorite here. I got. Yeah, that that's steamed up. But so, I'll, I'll I'll play Iowa State. I just think they're better. That I think that they play similar styles. Um, it's it's Brocktober. Cyclones by fourteen, yeah, yeah. I'm on that same train. I, I this the I, Skyward Thompson makes me nervous, but sure, you know, Iowa State's got a really good defense. I think he's a really good quarterback, but is this, you know, this isn't Baker Mayfield. And so. the K State defense is good. I don't think it's as good as a couple of the ones Iowa State's seen already. Therefore, I think Iowa State can get to. 30 plus and I'm not confident K-State can get to 20 this, this is when Iowa State's depth and te- overall talent that we talked about all offseason comes yep, into this, play you're right yep this yep. is the time of year they're they're I, I said it after they lost to Baylor they're going undefeated in October this is a program type game yep. what do you think what do you think well, I, was just, I was looking back at their history real quick I mean you know beating Stanford they nice beat, one. Uh, you know, then Southern key, Illinois. Key, key note on that Stanford game: there, Stanford was down to like a third string quarterback. Yeah, no, I, it's definitely a different Stanford right now. But uh, they lost Oklahoma State and lost Oklahoma in two toughly fought contests. I mean, I think and they didn't have team. Thompson against Oklahoma State. That's so. kind of my thing about yeah. having him back. I absolutely yep. think Iowa yep. State's going to win this game. I would love it at over seven at six and a half. They're I'm close, but I'm still going to take K State's points. I don't know how I could kill you for that, but. It, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I seriously, I was looking back through my games here, guys. I don't know if you saw this, but I have every game we've ever picked right here. Oh, wow. Look at and, this. And I remember one of the first times number. I met with Bloom, and he goes, Vampire. The hook gets you. Well, the vampire was the first. That was our favorite. But <laughs> we all, anytime you yeah. played a Kansas State game, you took the points. We, yeah. I did. I always did. <laughs> well, yeah, we, you had to. When he was there, but the hook gets you. Yep. The hook this time the to me point. is the half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, a field goal, maybe two field game, I'm still in that play right there. So. Uh, I, I think Iowa State wins. But really like good football game. I, I do, do too. I do yeah. too. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, thank you. Get into Nebraska Furniture Mart for those flooring deals. I took advantage of it. Bloom's mom did. I mean, what more of an endorsement do you need? No, I, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate uh, you know families looking out for us. And Again, I, love talking the history lesson. If anybody ever wants to come in and wax poetic about NFM. And I, next time I go in there without the wife's knowledge, I'm going to pop a – Pop the big buck hunter machine on my NFM card. Wait, nobody's got to know. She can just come down. You can say you, someone gave it to you. She's just going to show up one day, and there's going to be a big buck hunter machine in my office right there. Yeah. That'll be nice. I, Guys, I, I think you guys, it's funny that you're laughing. I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because you're serious. I completely believe you. see it in your face. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, good boys. Stuff. I Thank appreciate you. it. Tim Bowen, Brent Bloom, Chris Williams, Stansbury will be ba- Stansbury will be back after this here on fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM.
The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey Cyclone fans, ever wondered how we could use our Cyclone spirit for the greater good? If we each give a little, together we can multiply the power of our gifts to help Iowa State University students when unexpected needs arise. Your gift can make the difference in helping a student finish out the semester or keep an internship experience within reach. To make a gift and to move what matters for Iowa State students, Go to isufoundation.com. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald 
board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy, and I for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Tim Fitzgerald, he is the publisher of GoPowerCat.com from the 247 Network. He covers the Wildcats of Kansas State, and he joins us here on KXNO. Tim, we were just talking about that kid from Georgia Southern who chugged the beer on his way into the stadium. Did you see that, young man? I, I didn't, but I, the answer, I was afraid I was going to have to sing. And, <laughs> no. So this kid... I mean, you, you guys will lose your FCC license if you let me sing. Oh, trust me. Williams has sung and danced on this show before, Tim, so we've uh, we've already exhausted all of those penalties, man. <clears throat> okay. Well, Tim, Tim so I, I'll rest easy tonight. Thank you for your time, sir. It's, uh, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, one of my favorite games of the season every year is the Farmageddon rivalry between Iowa State and Kansas State. Oh, a huge game. I, I feel like a monster game for both programs for different reasons. Kansas State needs to get up off the schneid after going 0-2 to start, but not a terrible one when you consider they didn't have a quarterback in their first one and they played pretty well against Oklahoma. Iowa State, if they want to live up to expectations for the year, needs to get this win coming off of a bye. Uh, what's your feel, Tim, going into this one? It just it feels like a big circle type game for both of these programs, doesn't it? It's huge. Yeah, uh, and you, you you laid that out perfectly. You know, for Kansas State, we knew going into the season that this three game stretch to open the season was daunting. I mean, you go to Oklahoma State, you come home for Oklahoma and Iowa State, and that's you know probably three of the four best teams in the conference if you throw Texas into that mix. And they don't have Texas till the last game of the season. So for K-State, if they can win this game, they go into a much more manageable stretch of games, including road games in Lubbock and, and Lawrence during those five games that, you know, big wins become more accessible. Iowa State, on the other hand, goes into their own little gauntlet here coming up pretty soon with, with uh, a lot of really tough games, so to lose this one would would set a scary situation up for the Cyclones. What I love the most about this game, though, is that this Farmageddon thing kind of started off as a joke, and now it's really turned into something. It's really kind of a budding rivalry and a very, very fun game, typically. Although last year in Ames, Iowa State had all of the fun, but uh, I also think that was good for this rivalry to have a game like that to kind of turn up the heat a little bit. Doesn't it feel too like the? It, I agree on that completely. It, it feels like a pretty friendly, respectable rivalry, though. Like, I mean, I, I've been doing the yeah. Iowa State thing for seventeen years. There's not like this hatred of Kansas State. It's more of a respect type thing. I've, I've, the the cities, yeah. Manhattan to Ames, the schools with the agriculture, vet met, like they seem very similar and like minded. Absolutely. Absolutely, and the way Matt Campbell's going about it in Ames has some undertones of Bill Snyder, how he went about it. Um, and uh, another overlap between these teams is they're having a lot of success recruiting in Kansas State's backyard. I'd like to point to Brees Hall as a perfect example oh, yeah. of that. Yep. So there's so many storylines that go well here, 
And I think this rivalry, like I said on one of our videos we put up earlier this week, this will never be OU Texas. This will never be one of those classic college football rivalries that, you know, takes us back to younger years. But Iowa State, Kansas State has the possibility of being a pretty significant rivalry in the new Big 12 because both of these teams are, are poised. They're kind of sitting on the cusp of possibly uh, making the breakthrough to, you know, the upper level. Iowa State kind of got there last year. This year's been disappointing. But I think both programs are on an upward trajectory for the most part uh, that could really uh, bode well for them leading into the new conference. Tim Deuce Vaughn was off to a crazy hot start at the beginning of the season. Uh, Oklahoma State seemed to find a way to kind of throw a blanket over him, and then he uh, caught fire a bit again last week against Oklahoma. What, what was it that Oklahoma State was able to do to kind of get him out of that rhythm? Well, they got they got away from K-State, so uh, the run game kind of went in the back pocket a little bit more, um, and they were able to be very aggressive on defense for the most part because K-State just didn't have the offense without Skylar Thompson. Um, and it's not that Will Howard or, or their other quarterback, Jaron Lewis, played poorly. They just they didn't have that extra spark, uh, and they really couldn't open up the running game with throwing the ball, and so Oklahoma State was really able to sell out on the run. But, you know, K-State's been actually throwing the ball to Deuce a lot more in these last two games than they did in the first three non-conference games just to try to get him the ball. And, of course, he had the long touchdown at Oklahoma State off of a kind of a broken-down pass play. But he's a, he's a weapon in both running and throwing the ball, and, and Kansas State's going to have to make the most of him uh, because uh, I have a feeling they're going to need some points to win this game. This is not going to be uh, – I, I don't believe it'll be a defensive struggle. Skyward Thompson – is he's the guy. I mean, Matt Campbell went on yesterday about his respect for Skylar. I'm a huge fan. He looked great. Maybe one of his best games as a Wildcat against Oklahoma a few weeks ago, but he didn't He didn't run much, Tim. That dinged up knee. My, my, my question is after a bye week, I mean, how, is he 100%? Is he 80%? What do we know about Skylar Thompson heading into Saturday? Probably somewhere in between those two. Okay. You know, we, we saw early against Oklahoma, they had a fumble on their first possession and was returned 50 yards, and Skylar Thompson had to run downfield to maybe make the tackle. Everyone was holding their breath. Um, luckily, he didn't get injured. But you could see on that play he wasn't 100%. And what's fascinating about it is we think it's a partially torn PCL in his right knee, which you can work through that. You can rehab that and strengthen it up and, and play. You'll be braced up for the rest of the year is because of his inability or uh, a lack of desire for them to have him run the ball, which he's very good at, he stayed in the pocket, and he went more through his progression, and it made him a better passer. Uh, now it's going to get interesting to see if he's hesitant to run or you know how much this weighs on him. Does he think about it too much, or does he go back to kind of tucking the ball and taking off when he needs to? I think he might still be a week or two away from really – being closer to 100% to run the ball, but um, he admits it. His inability to run the ball really caused him to be a better pocket passer. He didn't flee the pocket. He trusted his line and and had a really nice game against the Sooners. Tim Fitzgerald, the uh, publisher of GoPowerCat.com, helping us look ahead to Iowa State and Kansas State. The um, but This is terrifying for an Iowa State fan listening. Kansas State has perhaps the nation's best kickoff return leader, Ross. Malik Knowles 
Uh, he had he's had a touchdown in each of Kansas State's last two games. Averages almost forty yards per kick return. Tim, um, Iowa State. This is this is bad news for an Iowa State special teams. Uh, tell me a little about a little about Malik. What makes him so dangerous back there, and why do people keep kicking to him? Well, part of the reason they kick to him is the other guy back there is Philip Brooks, who uh, had a big game last year in punt returns against Kansas, and was, you know, a, an All American as a returner. So. He seems to be the better option of the two. Hmm. But I think you're going to see teams get uh, a lot more creative. If they can't get it out of the end zone or you know, kick it to the point where you, nobody can return it, I think we're going to see some squib kicks, some pooch kicks, anything to try to keep them out of, out of the action. Because, yeah, we, we've seen it now back-to-back games. Oklahoma State kicked it to him, and you know he kept K-State in that game early by with that big kickoff return. And then... Oklahoma decided to kick a field goal. The only reason I can grasp is to get the cover because the spread was 10.5 and, and they were up by 10. Hmm. So they got the cover for about five seconds, 10 seconds. And then they also had a, a penalty after that. So they kicked from the 20. And uh, boy, when you when you kick the ball to the five after you kick it to 20, you have outkicked your coverage quite drastically. And he took advantage of that big time. Uh, last thing for me, uh, the kind of geek in me, K State defensively running this new three three five. It seems like Tim. I mean, how how exclusively are they in that? Uh, I, I don't. I haven't watched enough tape of them. I, yeah. I have watched the games, but how, how's that? How's that? We're used to that in Ames. John Haycock was kind of one of the first guys to go to that. But how's that been going? And, and how much of that will Iowa State see on Saturday? Probably exclusively. Okay. They, they came into the season. In fact, it's interesting. Their depth chart still shows four down linemen. Um, um, little Bill Snyder-ish right there. Yeah, those, the depth they just lie to us with thing. depth charts anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, uh, <laughs> they played a little four-man front against Stanford. We saw it through the non-conference. But, boy, against Oklahoma, they were exclusively three-man front. Um, they've got some issues now at defensive end. They've had two injuries. Two of their top three DNs are out. So they're a little short there. So um, in that three-man front, in that three-man front, we quite often. Sorry about that, guys. Don't worry, fine. About it. We, we love. Both, we both got dogs. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been on a a binge today. Um, they they do roll a defensive tackle out to the one of their DN spots quite often, so they can get away with one DN. I think they'll be in it full time. They just have to do a better job in it. They're really good the first three games, and then uh, after that, I think maybe the film caught up to them a little bit. And they haven't played with the same, what the word might be gusto, the same enthusiasm mm-hmm. that they did early on. I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State with the run game both put them back on their heels a little bit and out of attack mode. And that's really the key for this game for me is if they can contain Brees Hall early so that they can kind of go on the attack with that three-man front. They're not as advanced in as, as Iowa State is. And, you know, they haven't learned as many tricks with it so far. In fact, Chris Kleiman had to learn it in the off season. Um, he won't tell us who the friend was that that coached him through it, but he said a coaching buddy helped him learn the three-man front and the three-three-five and how to run it. And they've had some success with it, but boy, they didn't against Oklahoma. Oklahoma scored on eight of nine possessions. Well, Tim, uh, thanks so much for your time. I'm a big fan. I'd love to get you on some point and talk about the new Big Twelve too. I think that'd be really interesting for our audience, and uh, we appreciate your time. But so, uh, thank you very much. We'll see you on Saturday. Okay. 
Anytime you, anytime you need me, and just to be clear, is BYU-Baylor a Big 12 game? I'm yeah, just well, I think it is. I mean, it has to be. Okay. Okay. If you're a Big 12 fan, aren't you rooting for Cincinnati over Oklahoma? Yeah, well, oh. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. For everyone over Oklahoma. <laughs> Good point. Appreciate you, buddy. Well, not Texas. Thank you, guys. Take care. <laughs> See you, Tim. Tim yeah. Fitzgerald, uh, gopowercat.com. Really neat guy. Uh, he's been there for a while. And uh, he re- does really good work. One of the one of the best writers in the Big Twelve. He's a he's got a neat blog too. He's a cancer survivor. Oh, really? Where he's written about his fight through that. Oh, and it's wow. been really inspiring to watch him over. That the would years. be cool. But he's obviously doing real well. Thanks everybody for tuning in to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. We'll be back same time here on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO one hundred six point three FM next week. Signing off. I'm Jared Stansberry.